So this is kind of strange. A twin flame is a concept that describes two people that share different halves of the same soul. And the belief in twin flames has increasingly grown in popularity over the past few years. Weird, right? Or maybe not. What do you think? Kind of strange? Or not at all? Hello, and welcome to Kind of Strange. I'm your host, Grace, and this is a place where you can get cozy, a little creeped out, and talk with me about things that are weird, unusual, spooky, and kind of strange. We travel, some of us forever, to seek other states, other lives, other souls. Anais Nen Welcome back to Kind of Strange. So this is a topic that I've been wanting to cover for some time now, especially because it's February, you know, Valentine's Day, the month of love and romance, supposedly. But I thought that this would be a fun one to cover during the month of February. So we're going to dive into it. And there's going to be a lot here. But if you've never heard of a twin flame, don't worry. I'm going to tell you all about what it is. And if you have heard of twin flames, if you believe in them or if you don't, then stay tuned as well because there's a lot of interesting information about this concept of twin flames. So I'm going to get into what twin flames are, you know, all the different specifications, how to know if you found your twin flame, as well as the history of where twin flames came from, and some of the toxic sides of twin flames, including a group that is described to be a cult, and there is a whole documentary series made about it. So let's get right into this. A twin flame is a type of soulmate connection that's described as being the most intense of all connections. A twin flame is not only a soulmate, but it's two people that share the same soul, you know, each having one half of that same soul, and they're thought to be destined to belong together. I find this topic really interesting, and despite the fact that I've been interested in this genre of beliefs, you know, astrology, reincarnation, things like that, I didn't become aware of the term twin flame until a few years ago, maybe back 2019-ish. Before the terminology of twin flames hit the modern scene in the way that it did, I think that soulmates was a more frequently used term. And that's not to say that twin flames is some kind of new invention, because it's not. It's a concept that's been around for a very long time, but it seems to be a more recognized term that's found its way into pop culture. Twin flames are really fun to look into, but getting invested in this belief can also be kind of dangerous, depending how you look at it. And I'm really split, as I am with a lot of things, on how I feel about twin flames, but I will end this episode giving you, you know, a better idea of my thoughts around the topic. I am going to be looking at it with a little bit of a skeptical eye throughout this episode, but I don't want to discourage anybody that believes in twin flames, and I'm not saying that I don't believe in twin flames. I just think that a lot of the modern perception of it can end up being kind of toxic. And as we talk more about the intricacies of twin flames, you know, maybe you'll agree with me, maybe you won't. But there's a lot more that goes into the twin flame connection than just the understanding that we all exist with another person in this reality that shares half of our soul. 
Nowadays, you can do any search and see that there's stages of twin flame relationships, expectations, and signs that you found your twin flame. There's also things like false flames, which is when you find someone that you think is your twin flame, but they're really not. So I'm going to get into all of that, but I do think that the knowledge of twin flames can work in two different ways. I mean, probably more than two, but <laughs> let's just look at each of these directions. I think number one, it can make people feel better about their love life, you know, especially after a breakup or dealing with some kind of heartache with a relationship that didn't work out. I think that it can create a sense of optimism and hope, at least at first. And, you know, if you believe that you've found your twin flame, that can be a really, truly beautiful thing. On the other hand, I think it can potentially make it so that people tolerate toxic relationships if they believe that the person is their twin flame. Or if you do believe you've found your twin flame and then you've lost them, it can kind of make you hold on to a connection that maybe wasn't right for you. And in addition to all this, I think that twin flame culture can make it so that people are more prone to being taken advantage of or manipulated by people that are really just doing it for their own personal gain. So let's start by diving deeper into what a twin flame is. A twin flame, again, is the thought that one soul is split into two separate bodies, and there's this yearning and desire to find the other half of your soul during your lifetime. So here's a quote from a blog called Understanding Twin Flames. Quote, Twin flames reincarnate together as a way of raising the vibration of Earth in an effort to bring humanity closer to love and unity. Unquote. So a lot of twin flame belief is also interwoven with the belief in reincarnation. As I understand it, if you're believing in twin flames, then you're believing that souls reincarnate again and again, always trying to find one another until they get to the point of what is called having a union. Some people call it a twin flame union, a harmonious union, or a perfect union, but some believe that it's at this point that the souls are able to travel onward, you know, beyond the human experience. So it's thought that they can go through different lifetimes again and again, trying to find each other. And when they eventually are able to form that perfect union in a lifetime, then they move on from, I guess, what you would call the human experience. It's thought that when twin flames are able to come together to this perfect union, they're meant to fulfill a purpose together. And I will say that this particular belief varies when it comes to twin flames. You know, not every person or culture shares the belief that souls reincarnate over and over again until they reach that union, but many do. Another difference of opinion is that not everyone believes that each person has a twin flame. Depending where you get your information, some people believe that every person has a twin flame. Which, if you're gonna believe in twin flames, I think that that makes more sense. But there are definitely people out there that say that the twin flame connection is rare and not everyone has one, which to me, especially when we look into the history of where the concept of twin flames comes from, that doesn't really make sense. But anyways, beyond being an intense soul connection, your twin flame is supposed to be the mirror image of you. I find this concept a bit confusing and the information on what this means, again, differs depending on where you look. But you're not supposed to necessarily look like your twin flame, although some will say many twin flames share similar physical attributes, like for instance, I don't know, being the same height or having a similar scar or something like that. Not that they actually like look identical or anything like that, but they might share a few of the same physical attributes. But this whole thing about a twin flame being the mirror image of you, you know, your twin flame being a mirror image of you, 
is that you can see yourself within your twin flame. So this means that maybe you can see your positive traits, but also your negative ones as well. And it can also mean that you share similar wounds, inner or even outer, or core beliefs with your twin flame. It's said that nobody compares to your twin flame and the intensity of the connection is unlike anything else. Not only is the intensity unmatched, but it's also said that twin flames share a type of psychic connection with one another. So they're able to have a sense of what the other is thinking or feeling, or they have strange similarities throughout their lives, things like that. And before we get further into twin flame connections, they're under an umbrella of what is called soul connections. So there's a lot of different types of connections, and I just want to tell you about a few of them. And a soul connection in general is feeling a link to someone on a significant level. So there's soul crossings, which is a shorter connection, you know, ships in the night. It might not work out, but it's significant during that short period of time for some reason or another. Soul mates, which are souls that agree to partner in this lifetime. Karmic connections, and that's somebody, another soul that's in your life in order to teach you a lesson, something like that. False flames, we talked about that being someone who feels like a twin flame but isn't. Past life soulmates, sharing a significant past life together with another person. Soul ties, and that is when someone is in your life for a specific reason and there is going to be a spiritual lesson from that connection. Very similar soul teachers, someone meant to teach you something. Ephemeral connections, lasting a very short time, and this is slightly different from soul-crossing connections because a lot of times this can be unrequited. Soul contracts, and this is actually something more on an individual level. It's when your soul has made an agreement, you know, before they come into this lifetime to do a certain thing, and that is a contract that your soul has made. So you might feel a pull to do something during your lifetime, and some people think that that's a soul contract. And then soul families, stuff like that family members or what feel like family members, those kind of connections. And there are more soul connections than that, but those are quite a few of them. So when I first found out about Twin Flames, I was talking to one of my best friends about it, and she's very knowledgeable about all things spiritual and just in general. But I remember she said to me that when you hear what a Twin Flame is, if someone comes to mind, then most likely that is the person that's your Twin Flame. And if no one comes to mind, that just means that you haven't met them yet. So maybe some of you are listening and you're fully invested in Twin Flames and you've met yours. So I definitely find that idea intriguing. I find the idea of Twin Flames very intriguing in a lot of ways, but I really try to keep an open mind about it. At the same time, though, I mean, I have seen people personally in my own life that have believed to have found their twin flames, and then that situation ends up turning very toxic and ends up ending, thankfully. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that they don't exist. Now, before I start breaking down the twin flame stages and how to know if you've met your twin flame, I think it's important to figure out where the idea of a twin flame came from in the first place. So it seems like the start of Twin Flame discussion began with Plato, and it was discussed in a philosophical text called Symposium. This text was a collection of speeches given by Athenian philosophers, and the topic of this text was Eros, which is the god of love, or considered Cupid in Greek mythology. And in the context of this text, it was not only meaning erotic love, but spiritual as well. So Aristophanes, a comic playwright, spoke on the topic, and he ended up sharing a story that was based on a myth. So the story goes like this. 
Humans were originally three genders, and each of them had four hands, four legs, and two heads. Males were said to originate from the sun, and females from the earth, and androgynous from the moon. They were strong and powerful, so they posed a threat to the Greek gods, especially the king of Olympian gods, Zeus. They tried to climb up Mount Olympus, which is supposed to only be touched by Greek gods. Because of this, Zeus had enough, and because he also feared the power of these humans, he split them into two, weakening that power. As he sliced them in half, he told Apollo, who is the god of light, to turn their heads in towards their wounds as a way to remind them of their missing part, and as a way to keep them in their place. This would be a warning not to try to be on the same level as the gods. So these humans were then condemned to spend their lives searching for their other halves. In this myth, the humans were so sad that they stopped eating and started to die out. So Zeus felt bad, and he ended up moving their genitals to their fronts as opposed to their backs, and that way they could try to find one another, and if they did, they would be able to be intimate. Weird, I know. So, this left them wanting to forever find their other half and reunite. So, based on that myth, it sounds like a twin flame, in that the souls are split into two different bodies, and we're supposed to search and find our other half. Also, the idea that Zeus was condemning humans to this does go along with some of the hardness and sadness that kind of goes along with twin flames. So if you believe in this mythology or, you know, this background of twin flames, I think it's interesting to believe that this experience is a significant part of the human experience. Humans do tend to be driven by love more so than any other emotion. I mean, of course, there are exceptions, but in my opinion, I believe love is the driving force behind most of human existence. And in our culture, I mean, there's really so much around love, you know, relationships, finding the one, the person we're meant to be with. You know, look how many stories, movies, and other works of art have to do with this concept. Also think about yourself, you know, is this something that you've wanted? Have you wanted to find the one, that person that's meant for you? Have you yearned for it? So I just think that this mythology coincides with how people actually are in a way, in a way. And while I do think that the modern depiction of twin flames can be harmful in ways, I do really find this all fascinating. And I personally love anything related to love, you know, the psychology of it, the fascination around it. It's all just really compelling to me. So a part of me wants to believe in twin flames, but another part of me wonders not only are they real, but are they actually a good thing? A quote from Symposium, quote, Love is born into every human being. It calls back the halves of our original nature together. It tries to make one out of two and heal the wound of human nature, unquote. Now, before I move on, I do want to say that included with this myth and this discussion around the twin flame, which they weren't calling it a twin flame then, but this idea that humans' souls were split into two by Zeus. Aristophanes said that the androgynous humans were separated, and when that happened, one became a male and one became a female. So those twin flames, you know, find the opposite sex. The female gender became two females, so their other half would be a female. And the male, you know, became two males, so each half of theirs would each be a male. So there was some acceptance during this time of same-sex relationships, which sadly, in 2024, there's still too many people that take issue with that. 
And I'm not saying that same-sex relationships were widely accepted during ancient Greek times, but, I mean, I appreciated that it was discussed in this text. Plato himself had a complex belief about same-sex relationships. You know, he was opposed to them because he found that procreation was important. But in some of his works, he does give validity to same-sex relationships, more specifically relationships between two men. And it's even looked upon as superior to relationships between a man and a woman. I mean, in the myth that Aristophanes shared, the male-female creatures, the androgynous ones that were split into a male and a female that were trying to find each other, they usually ended up being adulterers. The male-male and female-female connections were actually looked at in a much more positive light. But anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent here, and this is definitely something I'd love to continue to discuss in a future episode, but back to Twin Flames. There's a similar concept that's represented in Hinduism. A sacred Hindu deity depicts Lord Shiva as half male and half female, and is the embodiment of the dualism concept, and they have the concept of the divine masculine as well as the divine feminine, with their belief being that the divine masculine represents the source of all creation, and the divine feminine represents the energy that activates the source. And if you look into Twin Flames, there's a lot about the divine masculine and divine feminine energies. It's supposed to be that each twin represents one or the other, regardless of their gender. So a female and a male-female relationship can represent the divine masculine and vice versa. And it's thought that with twin flame information today that the divine masculine tends to have these traits, logic, reason, action. They tend to be firm, all about survival, loyal, adventurous, rational. They're strong, protective, grounded, leading, and pursuant. Whereas the divine feminine has traits like intuition, they're nurturing, healing, gentle, expressive, wise, patient, emotional, flexible, creative, expressive, vulnerable, open. <laughs> um, I feel like personally I relate to both, but I don't know. I was reading one particular opinion, and part of the belief is that both of the divine masculine and feminine exist within each person, and that you can take that and then look for another person who matches that within you. And basically, in order to find, you know, your twin flame, you have to discover self-love within yourself first. And I really liked that take on things. According to Chinese philosophy, the concept of dualism is represented as the yin and yang. So the philosophy behind yin and yang is that the equilibrium of the universe is maintained by two seemingly opposite forces. And they're both complementary and interdependent in nature, but together they make this physical universe stable. Now, I know that's not exactly the same thing, but in a way it kind of is because with this belief around twin flames, it's thought that these two souls come together in order to provide greater good for the universe. Now, the actual term twin flame was put forth by Marie Corelli, an English novelist, and this came out in her first novel, which was called A Romance of Two Worlds. This was published in 1886, and the book was actually a hit. And though it was fiction, it discussed contemporary debate between creationism and evolution. So a character in her book says this, quote, Now realize that there is no soul on this earth that is complete, alone. Like everything else, it is dual next hit. It is like half a flame that seeks the other half, and is dissatisfied and restless till it attains its object. Lovers, misled by the blinding light of love, think they have reached completeness when they are united to the person beloved. Now, in very, very rare cases, perhaps one in a thousand, the desirable result is affected, but the majority of people are content with the union of bodies only, 
and care little or nothing about the sympathy or attachment between souls. There are people, whoever, who do care and who never find their twin flame or companion spirit at all on earth and never will find it. And why? Because it is not imprisoned in clay. It is elsewhere, akin to us, with a closer relationship than any tie of blood known on earth. So I'm sorry that was a bit lengthy, but that was when the terminology of twin flame is first thought to have been used. And then in 1887, so a year later, this is a quote from The Twin Soul by Charles McKay. Oh, my beloved, my twin soul, mine for all past eternity and part of my immortal being to all futurity. Now, it became even more popular when a book called Soulmates and Twin Flames, The Spiritual Dimension of Love and Relationships was published in 1999, and this was written by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. So after that time, I think it kind of started slowly making its way into the pop culture that it's a part of now. I think the internet, of course, really, you know, gave it much more of a boost. But that's some of the history behind Twin Flames. So now I want to get into the supposed stages of a Twin Flame relationship. And this is where I become a bit skeptical. Now, the stages vary. There are some sources that describe seven, others describe eight. But for the most part, they seem to be pretty consistent with a general idea of what the stages are. And I'm not sure where these stages originated from. I think that's interesting. You know, how long have these stages been around? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if somebody just wrote an article about it, if it was originally in a book like that, I'm unclear on. But if you do search Twin Flames, you will see all sorts of articles talking about the stages of being in a Twin Flame relationship. So it is definitely a part of the Twin Flame conversation. All right, so let's look at one list. Step one, recognition. So this is an overwhelming feeling upon meeting. It feels like you somehow know this other person, even if you've never met before. And both of you get that feeling of an intense connection between the two of you. Two, testing. Now this is described by mindeasy.com. The testing phase involves trials that challenge the strength of the twin flame connection. Both individuals may grapple with the intensity of their feelings, questioning the reality and purpose of their relationship. Step three, crisis, also described by mindeasy.com. The crisis stage is characterized by heightened emotional turmoil. Differences and conflicts may arise, pushing twin flames to confront their deepest fears and insecurities. This stage catalyzes significant personal growth. And I'm cutting in here, but I think this is also the point within the connection where things might go a bit haywire. So, you know, a disagreement, a big argument, or most likely a breakup or something like that. Step four, runner and chaser. So in this stage, one flame becomes the runner, and that means that they move away from the connection. And it's often said this is because they can't handle the intensity of it, or they're not ready for that type of spiritual growth, or they don't want to confront themselves within another person. And then the other person, the other flame, becomes the chaser. That means that they want to make the connection work. They're trying to hold on to the runner. It's said that these can alternate, so the runner can become the chaser, the chaser, the runner. But this is known as being a challenging time within the twin flame connection. Step five, surrender. An acceptance of the twin flame connection and acknowledging, at least within oneself, that this other person is in fact their twin flame and this stage, you know, may not happen at the same time. Step six, reunion. So this is when twin flames come back and find one another again. As described again by mindeasy.com, 
Both twin flames have learned their lessons and are ready to embrace their shared destiny. And then step seven, which is called union, and this is when the twin flames truly come back together and they achieve that really healthy, harmonious, beautiful relationship, and they're able to fulfill their purpose together and support each other as they, you know, grow spiritually. So some sources say that not all twin flames are meant to be together in this lifetime and that the connection will not always work out. In fact, many sources kind of allude to that, that, you know, these twin flame connections are difficult and they're not always meant to work out. Others, though, will push the narrative that while you might experience a separation, you know, a breakup or something, you will come back together. There's a certain blog called Twin Flames Universe that I was reading, and it has this to say, quote, Twin flames may explore temporary separation, but this phase only reinforces their true nature, oneness. And then they also say, quote, The twin flame journey has no end. You and your twin flame are destined to grow deeper in love for all of eternity. So keep that particular blog in mind because I'm going to be talking about them later. They are the group that there ended up being a documentary made about and they are referred to as a cult by some people. But this is where the twin flame thing starts to become an issue for me. The belief that twin flames in fact always return back to one another, I think that there is a little bit of a problem with that. So, on the one hand, the twin flame connection is described as being intense, there's issues, challenges, and it gets to the point where a lot of these connections end, whether that's temporarily or permanently, or one person pulls away from the other. But then, a lot of sources that talk about twin flames go on to say that, you know, this is only temporary and you'll find your way back to one another. Like this blog I was just talking about, you know, there, there's no exceptions for them. They're saying that once you find your twin flame, you will be together no matter what. And not everybody out there says this, by the way. Like I said, a lot of twin flame sources allude to the fact that it probably won't work out. So this would encourage the twin flame to keep trying and to not give up on that connection. And I just think that that can easily become toxic. For instance, I think, you know, not only will this allow people to put up with toxic or unhealthy connections, But it may lead to many people with broken hearts, you know, clinging on to the idea that the person that they love is actually their twin flame and that things will work out. And who am I to say, you know, maybe things will work out. But I think holding on to someone because you think that they're your twin flame, you know, it has the potential to slow down the process of moving on and finding a connection with another person or with yourself that is healthy and makes you truly happy. It's just almost as if a lot of current twin flame information out there encourages people to pine away for exes or relationships that didn't work out. Something I've seen in the twin flame world is that twin flames can connect with each other in a way that they can't with other people. So an example of this would be that you can connect with your twin flame in your dreams. So if you have a dream of your twin flame, this means that you are actually communicating with them, you know, in the dream world. And, you know, this is encouraged even if you haven't spoken to this other person in years. So part of me thinks that in a way that's reassuring, but at the same time, it can also be harmful. And trust me, I'm not judging at all. I've been in the situation where it's really hard to move on. And I truly feel for people that are waiting for someone to realize, you know, hey, wait, this is actually my twin flame and I do belong with them. You know, like waiting for your twin flame to realize that about you if you believe this person is your twin flame. And I think that a lot of times it's more likely that that's not going to happen. 
So I just wonder if this belief can prolong heartbreak and make it harder for a person to move on from a connection that probably wasn't right for them. Also, if one does have the belief that twin flames are real, then I think it can prevent real happiness with another person because they're always kind of just waiting for that reunion with their twin flame. And to add to this, <laughs> I think twin flames can kind of romanticize toxic relationships because the stages, which we just talked about, that are you know widely available to read about online, as well as books that are out there, things like that, it's very common for twin flames to have some kind of issue, like an upset or a crisis. That's literally what one of the stages is called in a lot of places. And it's supposed to just be all a part of the journey, you know, to have a runner and a chaser. And I don't know. I think the whole runner chaser thing can easily become very depressing or even border on creepy if it's gone about in a certain way. You know, if someone says, listen, I don't want to be with you but you're being told this is your twin flame and you're the chaser, they're the runner, and they haven't had enough spiritual growth to understand that yet. And, you know, you're continuing, or a person is continuing to chase. I mean, that can definitely end badly. But enough being negative and skeptical for a moment. So if you are wondering if someone's your twin flame or if you believe you've met them, let's talk about some of the common signs that you will have when you meet a twin flame. So I've gathered these signs from several different sources and I've combined the ones that I saw most often. One, a feeling of familiarity, like you already know this person somehow, you know, even though you've never met them before. Two, that deep connection and intense romantic passion. Three, having coincidences with each other, you know, like similar shared life experiences happening around the same time, similar physical attributes, you know, having a birthmark in the same place. Three, a sense of longing is fulfilled. Four, feeling each other's energy before even meeting. Five, wanting to fight against all odds to be together. Six, the relationship will likely move quickly. Seven, no matter how many times you part ways, you will meet again. So those are just some of the signs. And a few of the others are, like a lot of people believe in seeing certain patterns of numbers can indicate that you've met a twin flame. Like the same certain numbers, like, I don't know, 1111. They're called angel numbers. And another one is, you know, being drawn to a certain place and then you end up meeting a person there or feeling like you really know this other person, you know, even though you've just met them. And even though I may be skeptical of twin flames, don't get me wrong, <laughs> I believe in a spark between people. I really think that there is this inexplicable thing that can happen between two people and you just can't really explain it, yet you're just attracted to them, you're drawn to them. And I don't mean just physically. But it's almost like this intangible connection that you just can't describe. <laughs> and I mean, I felt it. I'm sure many people listening have felt it. But I do believe in that for sure. You know, it's either there or it isn't. And it might happen with somebody that you would never expect it to happen with. You know, like somebody that's not typically your type or something like that. So here's another list of signs I found. And nothing against like the person who wrote this list. I just think it can definitely show how the signs of finding a twin flame can be looked at in different ways. And this comes from twinflamestages.com. One, you're obsessed with someone you barely know. Two, you've never felt so much love before. Three, you can't stop thinking about them. Four, you think they walk on water. Five, time stops when you're with them. Six, every minute away from them hurts. Seven, you've never felt more alive in your life. So yeah, in a way, I think that sounds exciting. You know, it sounds like the type of love that's often put forth in movies and literature. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, when you really get down to it, 
it kind of almost describes a really overly dependent relationship as well as an obsession with another person. And I guess, you know, it would just depend on how the relationship played out in real life with, you know, those things happening from the list. And really, I guess there's just like a fine line between what's considered romantic and what could actually just be harmful. But like almost this obsession with somebody, like I remember one time I had a conversation many, many years ago with another one of my best friends and she had just gotten back together with an ex and she told me, and I remember her saying this, you can't help who you love. And for some reason that's always stuck with me, but I do think that that kind of mentality is put into this whole twin flame thing, like accepting toxicity with another person. Or just, you know, within the relationship in general. I'm not saying that the other person is always the toxic one. It's just that the relationship itself can be toxic. And I think Twin Flame, the knowledge of them, can actually be helpful as well. Like, it's not only harmful. I think it could be helpful to somebody, like, for instance, after a breakup, you know? It can maybe make it not hurt so much. Or maybe just for a short time, like, believe that this will work out. Or maybe it will work out, you know? I don't know. I hate to just sound like I'm discouraging all of this the whole time, but to dive into this, I really want to explore more than you would just like see if you read a quick article about like the signs of a twin flame and something like that. Like I just think there's more to it than that. I mean, I think the idea of a twin flame can be really beautiful. And I think the really the only reason that I'm coming across as a little bit negative towards this concept is just the way that twin flame connections are taught and described in society right now. You know, the history of a twin flame really comes from a myth. And while I do think that there's something to it, I find it hard to trace how this myth turned into these lists of stages and signs and things that you'll have to go through with your twin flame. And there's just all these expectations of that connection. So another list that tends to come up a lot is signs of a twin flame reunion. So this means that you're past the crisis stage, the runner and chaser stage, like you're at the point where you're going to reunite with this person. Not meet them, but reunite with them. So these signs are feeling like something is missing, feeling empty, feeling their presence near you, having some type of spiritual growth or awakening, feeling really excited even though you're not sure why, having dreams of this person, or seeing certain symbols that remind you of them, seeing the angel numbers I talked about earlier, you know, feeling as if they're actually with you, being drawn to certain places like I talked about, you know, being drawn to go to a certain place, to spend time at a location maybe you normally wouldn't, already feeling as if you've had this reunion and that you're united, and then interacting with them on the spiritual plane. So that'd be like through dreams, meditation, things like that. I know I'm sharing a lot of different lists and stuff, but I did find an interesting article where the writer believes that twin flames can actually be disempowering. And I thought that it made a lot of good points that, you know, I was thinking about and then I was like, good, I'm glad that it's talked about as well. But interestingly, this article that I found in particular comes from a blog by the name of Loner Wolf. And in the article, the writer says that they were actually really into the concept of twin flames in that, you know, they wrote many popular articles about twin flames. They co-wrote a book on the subject that did well. But then in this article, the writer says, quote, very rapidly, I started to realize that not only did I have no passion for continuing down the twin flame road, but the path actually nauseated me, and I began seeing more and more how the idea could be toxic and easily misused, unquote. So to give you an overall summary of what this writer believes is the reasoning for that, 
is she thinks that the idea that there is another person out there that's meant to complete you takes away from the ability that you are able to live a complete life by yourself, you know? And it can cause anxiety and lead to feeling like you're not complete if you don't find this specific person. And along with what I was saying earlier, the writer mentions that the dynamics that are often explained and described, like that runner and chaser, can lead people to put up with bad behavior, not only from the other twin flame, but also from themselves. So definitely check out that blog if you want to read more. I will try to link it in the show notes, but I definitely thought it was an interesting read. Especially, you know, this mentality that in order to fulfill purpose in the world, we have to first meet and then find a perfect union with another person. And by all accounts I'm seeing, it seems that the twin flame connection takes quite some time and doesn't always work out. So does that mean that you just don't have a purpose in the world unless you find your twin flame connection? I don't know. I just think that's not the best mentality. I read another article by a woman named Rachel Howard who says that she's a psychotherapist. And she says in her article that people she's spoken to who say that they're in twin flame relationships consider them to be addicting and codependent. Quote, tiptoeing around an unspoken knowingness, using twin flames as a bypass for healing work that they later realize they cannot do through another wounded person, unquote. And the thing is, you know, with twin flame relationships, you're supposed to share a wound or try to heal from a wound together. And that's supposed to be, you know, part of the partnership. And she says, quote, this happens among many kinds of relationships, and this fiery magnetic pull rooted in unhealed wounds is often misinterpreted as a spiritual awakening, unquote. And then one more quote from this article, because I really liked this one. Quote, the real depth of magic in relationships lies in what matters the most as you truly get to know someone, how you treat each other, unquote. But yeah, I don't know. This whole topic of twin flames just reminds me of this book called The One by John Mars, which They ended up turning into a show, but in the book, there's a scientist out there that discovers that everybody can tell who the one is for them by their DNA. They just have to, like, take a test. And in this world that this is happening with, you know, most people, not most people, but many people are already married and in relationships, and it just creates all these issues, but (laughs) off topic. But if you haven't read it, it's really good, and it's very similar to, like, this idea that there's only one other person out there that we're truly meant to be with. Okay, so I mentioned a blog earlier called Twin Flames Universe, and the reason I want to talk about this now is because the two people behind this blog are a couple that say that they're in a twin flame relationship, and their whole organization revolves around twin flames. Now, a documentary was made about them, Jeff and Chalia Ayan, I believe is how you say it, and this documentary was accusing them of being a cult. So here's a description of the documentary, which is called Escaping Twin Flames. It's a three-part documentary series that pulls back the veal on Twin Flames Universe, a controversial online group that former members accuse of preying on people looking for love. So filmmakers Cecilia Peck and Inbal Lessener said that after they made a different documentary about the NXIVM cult, which is described as a sex cult, which I've never personally heard of, they ended up getting a ton of messages from people that have been affected negatively by Twin Flames Universe. So they decided to look into it and then they ended up doing a documentary on that. They said that a lot of people were sharing horrible stories of being manipulated and coerced within the organization. They said that people were being encouraged to stalk the supposed objects of their affection and even manipulated to change their gender identities or their sexual preferences. 
And the series also documents, you know, they have family members in there who are trying to rescue their loved ones from this twin flame universe. So Jeff and Shalia met in 2012, and they started out with a blog called Awakened Intimacy. They also have a YouTube channel and, you know, their website. I did go to their YouTube channel, and when I did, there was actually an ad for Twin Flames Universe on the top of the page, and the description said, quote, You have a twin flame, and they desire you very much. Don't wait now. Simply learn more. Free eight-lesson twin flame ascension, something like that. So just an example of something that they put out there. In 2017, they founded Twin Flames Universe, and they offered a course for over $4,000. One description of the course comes from Vanity Fair journalist Alice Hines, who said that the course is akin to, quote, a therapeutic spiritual reality show. And looking at their website now, it does appear that they're still, you know, doing everything, and they're hosting something called a Twin Flames Universe Spiritual Life Summit that's going to take place, you know, in June 2024 in Michigan. It says it's sold out and even has a waiting list, and it's described as four days, 10-plus workshops on how to manifest your Twin Flame union, an art show, and a Twin Flame wedding. So in 2019, the couple founded the Church of Union to, quote, unify all religion under one spiritual umbrella, unquote. And within the church, Jeff is the Father Christ and Chalia is Mother Christ. And their daughter is Princess of All Creation. And together they are considered the Master Christ, eternal ruler of all creation by God's living hand. So their belief is that every person has a twin flame, and they believe that people should pursue their twin flames romantically. So this documentary came out in October of 2023, and it said that this pair would play like matchmaker with its members that they had in a private Facebook group, and just as a part of their you know membership, people would have to pay into it, they'd have to pay for courses, they would supposedly encourage straight people to have relationships with people with the same gender, and gay people to try relationships with the opposite gender, you know, forcing each person to take on the role of either the divine feminine or the divine masculine, which we talked about earlier. So, you know, obviously a lot of people were unhappy about that. They said that Jeff was really rude. He would belittle people, interrupt other group members. He would be rude to his wife, Shalia. He would talk down to her or not let her speak. At one point, he described throwing her down on a bed and forcing himself on her, which is horrible. Basically, they believe that being someone's twin flame is more important than anything else that's happening in life. One woman who was in the documentary says that their twin flame, or who they believe to be their twin flame, was a man living in another state. He was in a relationship with another woman, and they were about to have a baby, and supposedly Jeff told her that none of that effing matters. According to another member, multiple members of the group had restraining orders because Jeff told them to basically go after and pursue their twin flame at all costs. And yeah, it's said that he insists that out of everyone on Earth, only he's enlightened enough to tell who a person's twin flame is. He encourages people to, you know, not connect with their family members, to basically withdraw from their family. He enforces a really controlled lifestyle regimen, telling people what to eat, what type of exercise to do, when they should get married. There was a couple who left the group together, and they got married after only two months of dating because Jeff told them that they are twin flames and that they needed to do so. 
So, on the other side of this, Jeff and Shalia insist that they're not a cult and they do not engage in any cult-like practices. And as I said, they're still running the Twin Flames universe. After the documentary, they put out a statement, quote, The allegations levied against Twin Flames universe not only distort our true aims, methods, and curriculums, but also misrepresent the autonomy of our community members, who are free to engage with our resources as they see fit, unquote. They also said that those who enter their community are to be treated with love, acceptance, and support. In February of 2020, Vice published an investigation into the practices of Twin Flames Universe. In response, Jeff and Julia, who now go by the last name Divine, ended up filing two lawsuits against former members as well as their families who had spoken out about them and the community. The civil trademark lawsuit as well as libel, slander, and civil assault lawsuits were all dismissed in 2021. So despite a lot of allegations, there's been no charges filed against Jeff and Julia or Twin Flames Universe. Although I will say that this definitely sounds very concerning, but they do continue to run their business, and it's hard to say whether these allegations are 100% true or not. You know, I know there's definitely a ton of people and businesses that sell courses online for thousands of dollars, and I'm not disparaging that. It's really not uncommon at all. I think the issue here is the other practices that go along with this, you know, if they are in fact true. You know, these people are saying that they can pretty much find another person's soulmate, which isn't all that different from matchmaking services, dating websites, you know, things along those lines. But I think the difference is if all these things are true that were said about them and the way that they do their practices, then I think it is rather disturbing and definitely manipulative. Anyway, I don't really want to spend any more time diving further into this, but I did want to bring it up because it does show the type of dangers that can be involved with the Twin Flames belief and how it can become toxic. And you know, if all of this is true, just because that's what they're doing, that doesn't mean that that has to be incorporated into the Twin Flame belief. That's just people that are taking advantage of something. When it comes to Twin Flames, I like the idea of it, but I also think that a lot of the information that's out there today is more so of an opinion than anything else. Twin Flames are trendy right now, which is totally fine, but honestly, it's fine too to be single or to just look for a relationship with another person that makes you happy. If the relationship doesn't meet all the criteria for a Twin Flame connection, who cares? <laughs> and again, where did all of this criteria even come from? You know, we have some of the history, and a lot of it comes from ancient myths, but the recent knowledge and the things like stages and the signs that you should expect when you're meeting your twin flame, that sort of thing, I guess I just don't put a ton of stock into that. Because, you know, while it's exciting and it's interesting, at the end of the day, if you love someone and they love you too, and you treat each other kindly and with respect and grow together as a couple, and you're both happy, then isn't that just as beautiful as the idea of a twin flame? And without any way to actually prove if someone is your twin flame or not, who's to say that there has to be all of these things that say if someone is your twin flame? Do you have to go through hardships in the relationship? Do you have to separate and then pine for each other while not being able to be together? Or does there have to be one person that's always running away from the relationship? If we go back to the myth that was shared in Plato's Symposium, it's just about people finding their other half. So why does this have to be almost a miserable experience in order to get there? I would think that if you found your other half, you would be happy. And yeah, of course there's exceptions to that, timing, circumstances, but I think the problem with the current twin flame ideology is that the difficulty is expected, and it seems like the majority of the time, if someone is supposedly a twin flame, 
then the relationship is more likely than not going to end at some point, and it's going to put both people through a lot of heartache before they may or may not get back together. Which again, a lot of twin flame information out there makes it seem like there's kind of a slim chance of that even happening. So then you're supposed to be left with this knowledge that yes, there is a twin flame out there for you, but you probably won't meet them in this lifetime, and if you do, you probably won't end up together. And you'll just have to wait for another lifetime for that to happen. I don't know. (laughs) My thoughts on this are definitely all over the place, but I think mostly I just consider myself to be kind of a spiritual person, and I definitely believe in things that cannot be concretely proven. But I just don't like the mentality that currently surrounds the idea of twin flames in society. And I don't understand why a lot of the rhetoric around it is negative, even if it's not trying to be. I don't know, maybe I'm an idealist, but I think love should be beautiful, it should be healthy, it should add things to your life and not make you more stressed or sad or anything like that. And I know that that's not always the case and that's not always practical, but I think encouraging someone to find their twin flame and then expect that they're going to have to go through all of these, you know, challenges is just kind of sad. But let me know your thoughts. I would love to hear them. And I know that not everything out there about twin flames is completely negative. So hopefully I shared some of that as well. And if you believe that you're in a twin flame relationship or that you've met your twin flame, I would love to hear about that as well, whether it be a really positive experience for you or one that wasn't so great. So those are my thoughts on Twin Flames today, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to Kind of Strange Podcast. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Kind of Strange PC on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I would love it if you could rate this podcast and leave a review. All sources for this episode are listed on the Kind of Strange website. The link is provided in the show notes. Until next time, don't forget to keep a lookout for anything that might be a little weird, a bit odd, or kind of strange. strange.